Once upon a time, there were tens of thousands of makers struggling. Every day they built for hours and hours, but didn't ship and did not earn enough income. One day, the No Code Wealth podcast came to help them find a way. Because of this, makers became founders and lived the lives they deserve. Because of that, founders live lives of abundance, freedom, and creativity. That's what I'm really all about. Hello, my name is Aziz, and from being a poor boy born to a single mother in North Africa with no opportunities, just sheer hard work, to failing multiple startups yet learning a whole lot to barely escaping alive the war in Ukraine, even living as an illegal immigrant, I've lost everything twice, and now I'm rebuilding my life one more time, 1% a day, sharing the wisdom of luminaries I've interviewed on this podcast from Google executives, Goldman Sachs, the Financial Times, Forbes Technology Council, World Economic Forum, Harvard University, and even a priest from the Vatican Church. Everyone is welcome here. So let's begin. My guest today is Dr. Charles Red. Dr. Charles is a Fortune 500 executive, author, life coach, professor, speaker, mentor, and transformational leader. With over 30 years of success as a speaker, minister, and leader in Fortune 500 organizations, Dr. Charles's mission is to add life purpose through teaching and growing others. His vision is developing leaders to uncover their potential, their full potential through transformational leadership, and his life purpose is to motivate, teach, and inspire others to live a life on purpose in order to leave a legacy for future generations. Dr. Charles, how are you today? I'm doing fine. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to having this conversation with you on today. I'm honored. I'm privileged. I'm feeling lucky. And to begin this whole thing, why is, okay, we're going big picture, you know, <laughs> why is leadership important among human beings? It is so important because each one of us have an opportunity to make a contribution to society. And whether we know it or not, we all have the potential to lead in some form or fashion. The key is being able to uncover that which you do well and to be able to articulate that and to be able to share that and bring people along with you. Leadership is all about having an impact and making a difference. You know, people want to want to follow and people want to lead. But in order to get people to follow, you must have a clear vision and clear expectation of where you're going and how you're going to get there. When people can articulate that, then you have the opportunity to have much followership. But the reality of it is, is that we all persuade people from whatever that might be in life. We do things in, in a leadership way. But to be impactful and consistent over time, we must have something that we're passionate about and to be able to get people excited and inspired to do something. I love this. I have so many questions and I'll make this interesting by focusing on objections that might pop up in people's minds. And one of them, which is, you know, represented by the American saying that too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Why? Like... If everybody could lead, who is going to follow? 
and why would some people follow if they could be leaders? Yeah, when you think about that, everyone has something of value to offer society. And everyone can have the opportunity to lead. But in a particular situation where there must be someone who sets the course, an effective leader is one that is able to identify the strength of each individual participant to understand what they're good at and to be able to orchestrate and bring those pieces together. And this particular strategy allows for people to make a contribution. And in making a contribution, they're leading in that particular area that they're contributing. But the overarching leader has set the vision and the course and the goal as to where you all are going. And in order to get there, everyone must know the part that they play, how they connect, and how at the end of the day, everyone is successful and everyone has had a hand at leading in the area of their expertise. Thank you so much. That's a very, very clear answer. And to keep on working through the objections, you need a vision. And therefore, by definition, it's not here now. It doesn't exist. And therefore, some people will say, why am I crazy to lead? I mean, why would I be confident about something that doesn't exist at all like a vision? Well, it starts with passion. Everyone should have something that they're passionate about. Uh, and that goes right back to what I was saying earlier. Uh, leaders have an eye to help people uncover that their passion. Uh, I am a life coach, and what I do is I help people get unstuck. And what I mean by getting unstuck, I ask them powerful questions to help them look with inside themselves and to see the value that they have. And then I ask them to dream out loud, and then I encourage them to follow their dreams. And I'm there as a support and accountability person. You know, a lot of times when I talk to people who are trying to still figure out their career and what it is that they want to do in life, I, I pose a simple question to them and I simply ask them, I says, okay, let's just say every profession, uh, whether it's a teacher, lawyer, doctor, whatever it is, all of them, all of them pay the same amount. Let's just say $10 an hour. I know you, that would be poverty, but let's just say for this example, all of them pay 10 bucks an hour. And when you ask the person, which will you choose? You'll get a clue as to what their passion is or what it is that they uh, gravitate to is something there because they could have chosen any one of those professions. But the fact that you made it a, a, a even playing field uh, no matter which one you choose, you're going to get the same reward. The fact is, is that people will then give you a clue as to what it is that they have in them that you can explore and help pull out of them. And then they can get excited about what it is that they do. And then they can pursue it. Thank you. So if I understood you correctly, an aspect of what you're sharing is there is a vision that you as a leader is excited about and then for every person you find what they're passionate about and that will be the piece that, that they will fit into the work that will lead to the vision that you want and therefore they will follow because they will feel alive they will be expressing their passion and they know where they're going they feel there is a direction 
to channel that energy towards. Is this correct? Yes, and then in addition to that, just using this example, so an orchestra leader who is standing at the center, at the top, and they have sections of music musicians, whether it's the string or the drums or the horn, that leader uh, has each person in the proper place and they're looking for them to excel in that area. But they're also directing that sound and the sound of that music makes. And so everyone has a position, everyone has a, a place where they can participate, but the leader is guiding this along the way and making great music and it impacts not only what they're doing, but it impacts those that hear this great music. Thank you. And I guess you somewhat answered this, but I want your clear perspective on this. Let's say someone will object and say, look, I happen to become a manager or a leader within a corporate environment. I inherited these people. They seem to be demotivated doing their work for a paycheck and we need to change things so that our business will survive we need to add new technologies change the way that things are done but people are resisting what should i do in order to not have people just stop working or rebel on me or do any of that should i just keep myself safe and put my head down and not face this uh, challenge. It might be fine for you if you're out in the world getting people who are already coming to buy into your vision. But if you have a group of people who are there already, what to do in that case? You hit it spot on. First of all, the, the leader must have a vision. But the, also, the leader must be able to see the potential uh, that each individual has and to give that individual an opportunity to let that particular experience, that particular passion come to the forefront. I like to use the expression that these are diamonds in the rough and perhaps uh, many of the members don't realize the value that they can have or the impact that they can make on what it is that you're setting out to do. So a leader is able to have those conversations and identify the strength of each individual and then mold them together or place them together like pieces of a puzzle coming together. When people understand their part and understand that they have something of value to offer and you have helped unpeel the onion to help them see it, you get more involvement you get more positive out of that because then someone is doing something that they truly like. But the reality of it is, is that when it all comes together, everyone has a piece of it and everyone will celebrate at the same time because it's teamwork that makes the dream work. Thank you so much. And it seems to me that essential ingredients to make this work is knowing yourself knowing your own strengths so that you can see them that and others and let's focus on both how can someone know themselves correctly if we have psychological bl bl blind spots that will not allow us to really know ourselves especially that our strengths seem to us so easy and simple that we overlook them and we cannot imagine that someone cannot do them to the same level 
And secondly, how to deal with self-doubt as a leader because if you're doubting your vision, nobody will buy into it. But like, what should you do? Should you lie and pretend and fake it till you make it or uh, what to do? Well, you know, it comes down to really um, when you look at perhaps even in your family tree uh, where doctors or lawyers or teachers or engineers, how it rolls from generation to generation. That's one aspect of it. Uh, when you talk to your friends and your family member and you ask the question, hey, you know, what is it that you observe of me that I do well? Uh, and so you get the feedback from those that you trust, your friends, your family. And that's an encouraging sign because you may see it as something simple or easy to do, but the reality of it is you do it better than most people. And when you're able to uh, identify that and play to that strength, you'll make a difference. Uh, for those that struggle with uh, self-esteem or struggle with, um, you know, am I, am I making a difference? Um, I look at uh, the athletes or the entertainers who have taken on their uh, expertise and they have sold themselves out to it. They they wake up shooting basketballs or they wake up practicing uh, day and night and they become very good at it and, and become professionals or experts or what have you. What I've learned from that is that instead of being a jack of all trades and a master of nothing, that these individuals show that if you focus on the very thing that you're good at and you begin to work it day and night, what it will give you is encouragement and inspiration. It will also open up the way for other things that you may be dreaming about, that you may be um, interested in, and yet you realize that uh, you never really put your soul in it. You never really went after it and became what I call a slave to your gift. And what you find is that People uh, will recognize this talent, this gift, and you will look at it as though it's something of a passion of yours and that you would even do it for free. Uh, but because you do it so well, people will pay you for doing that. And that is so important that when you think about focusing on something that you're really good at, it will truly make a difference. I have a saying that goes like this. When we focus, we win. When you focus, you win. When you are able to pull together a team, when all focus, everybody wins. So I'm talking about really zeroing in on something that you're really good at. Thank you. I love this and therefore I have to discuss it with you and that there are two perspectives or schools of thought on pursuing your life purpose on focusing becoming slave to a slave to your gift one of them is that it should be easy if it's hard then it's not really your purpose it should flow smoothly you wake up and you never work a day in your life you're constantly in a flow state, enjoying it as much as possible. While there is another school of thought that actually says it's the hardest thing to do is to follow your path and your purpose because you will be challenged in every single way in order 
to break you down and build you back up into the person who you have the potential to be. Which one do you agree with and how to keep motivated when you go through like the dark night of the soul or whatever, which is a long stretch of period where you're seeing nothing, but you know you're on your purpose, but life is telling you no, no, no. Well, it's not going to be easy when someone understands what their gift is or their talent or their calling is. It's not that simple. There's two expressions, live and learn or learn and live. And when you find your passion, you're learning and living. In other words, you are, uh, you're going to make mistakes, but you learn from those mistakes and you keep your eye on the prize and you keep your focus on that which you have set your sights on. When you just simply live and learn, you may get so discouraged after failing, you throw in the towel. But failing forward is the key. And in failing, it's taking a pause to examine what happened, but then what will you do going forward? So when you're just living and learning, you just give up maybe easier than when you have the opportunity to learn from the mistake, learn from others, learn from your experience, and then make the adjustments. That's grit and that's tenacity and this is how you can stay focused back to what I was saying. When you focus, you win. You got to be focused. Thank you. And some people might object and say those are athletes. Athleticism is a science. There are coaches and people who know exactly what is needed to succeed in every sport, whether it's physical talent or physical features or uh, what to do, how to throw the perfect like three point throw or whatever it is. But we live in a life that is much more complex than that, where how or basically all there it amounts to is how can I persist long term if I cannot be sure that I'm going in the right direction. Yes, I might have passion for it, but maybe I was a kid. I had passion for things that were meaningless. Uh, they amounted to nothing. So if I'm going through life learning, what if I'm going the opposite direction of where I should go, but I'm just passionate because it's fun or as some people say, well, I have a lot of fun using social media, but it's wrong for me. So why would this be any different? Well, you know, when you dream out loud and you have a vision of what, for example, when I first got into the business of speaking in front of people and crowds, I always envisioned myself doing that. And so it started with that vision. Now, did it happen overnight? No, it didn't. But the reality of it is, is that I knew that was something I was going to do. But here's the key in gaining wisdom and encouragement is that there's always someone who has done that, has successful of doing it. So looking up to them and having the questions, uh, observing their biography of how they made it, the, the ups and the downs, and really paying attention to that individual. And then the second component of that is when there's some like-minded person 
that is thinking along the lines of yourselves. That is another attribute of encouragement, accountability. It's like working out at the gym and you have someone there to spot you and help you lift the weight when it gets too heavy. And they encourage you by saying, you've got another one. You can do this. I've got you. And then there is that learning from not only from the experienced person who's been there, done that, and from the person who is accountable in walking alongside of you, there's others behind you that are trying to reach up and get there. So you have an opportunity to be a part of any one of those three scenarios and to make a contribution. But we always are continuously learning and growing, but it's the key is surrounding ourselves with people who are there to encourage us, who are there to hold us accountable, and then to give back to those of the things that you've learned so that you continuously make for a great leader and a great encourager. Thank you. And therefore, what is transformational leadership? Can you explain the process if someone viewing or listening will like to be involved with you? What do you do? How does it work? What changes to expect? As well as, again, what is transformational leadership? Well, when you just think of the word itself, transformation, a change, we are evolving. Uh, we should be continuously learning. And in the process of receiving and learning and actually doing, there is going to become a transformation. That transformation in new thought, new perspective, a new way of doing things. And you become that much more wiser when you are seeking truth or you're seeking experience or you're seeking answers you'll find your way in transforming from someone that didn't know anything to knowing something, to doing something, to helping someone. That is transformation from my perspective. When I think of leadership, I think of the mindset of a servant leader uh, versus what's all in it for me. How can I help you? That is the angle that I come from, is that there's something in you that I need and something in me you need. Now, the two of us, we're making ourselves better because iron sharpens iron. And I think that if we all look at our lives and look how we can become better, then we'll realize in of ourselves we can't do it. But if we involve others and we continue to learn and grow ourselves, we're going to be that much more impactful and that much more far-reaching. I really, really love this. And I would like more of a description. How are most people living? And when someone is becoming a leader, a servant leader who knows their values, their true life purpose, they're on their path, how does the day or the experience of being alive change? Well, when you know where you're going, and have a clue how you're getting there. You wake up in the morning with a little extra energy to get to where you're going. Uh, I use the expression sometimes, either you get to go to work or you got to go to work. 
there's a difference there. When you get to go, you have found something that you really love and no one has to set an alarm clock for you to get up to do it. You just automatically are always thinking. There's always a notepad alongside of you. You're writing down things to continue to grow yourself, continue to make things better. But when you have to go, you look at it from a perspective of, hey, this pays the bills. This is what I've got to do to stay alive. Uh, and, and that can sometimes be rough because there are days like you just don't feel like it. You just don't, you can't put your all in it. But when you have uncovered what you're here on this earth to do, then you, you find that you, you can put the time in. You're not watching the time throughout the day. You can do more than you ever thought you could do and not even realize it because it's really something you're really involved in. But when you've got to do something, you're looking at the clock, how many more hours I got to go before I get off work? Uh, that's a little different. But, you know, when it's passion, you, you generally it's somebody coming in and says, hey, you've been at this a while. When are you going to eat dinner? <laughs> and uh, you think about it again and you get back up and you get busy again. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, and that keeps you going. I love this whole episode, this whole conversation and passion and working even harder. And of course, it's also about leverage as well. So about Dr. Charles, he is wonderful. I recommend everybody to look at his work, at his content, as well as if they need life coaching or transformational leadership mentorship or any of the things that he offers, he's highly recommended. Thank you, Dr. Charles. I wish you a great day. Well, thank you. It is a pleasure always to serve and give back to the community. I thank you for this time that you've allowed me to share with you. I've certainly enjoyed it, and I trust that your audience will too.